0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of Skill Up Like a Superhero, uh, the podcast that uh, answers your questions about your careers and certifications in tech. I am your host, Dwayne Natwick, also known as Captain Hyperscaler, a certified trainer for Microsoft. I'm also a Microsoft MVP. Uh, I'm an ISC2, Asaka, and CompTIA trainer as well with close to 40 years of industry experience. Uh, Today, we are talking about uh, going from cloud zero to cloud hero maker, and I am joined today by uh, by none other than Sammy Chang, the uh, the uh, example of hero maker in uh, in I in IT certifications. So, hello, Sammy, how are you doing today? And why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself?
1: Hi, thank you, Duane, uh, for inviting me. Yes, my name is Sammy Chang. I have been in IT for over thirty years. Uh, I am an AWS uh, ambassador, a community builder. I also active uh, as an AWS instructor. Uh, I get into cloud. Why this is an interesting topic? It's only a few years ago I get into cloud. Prior to that, I'm zero. But then I find out that my journey hit some roadblocks or bumps, and I want to share the story. So now I'm very active in making heroes, not only AWS. I'm also AWS, uh, not AWS, uh, Microsoft Certified Trainer. I'm fully certified on Google Cloud as well as uh, Microsoft and other. The whole point is, how can we as the IT professional uh, learn from my my mistake or make some shortcut so you'll be the hero tomorrow? That would be one of the things I like the most. Back to you, Dwayne. <laughs> yeah, thank
0: you Sammy. And yeah, I mean, I believe I mean, you, you're you're very modest about your uh, about your accol- your your accreditations and everything. I think I think at this point you have about all of the cloud certifications that there are for every hyperscaler. Uh and like you said, your your journey has been uh has been re- uh, in a relatively short time frame, which is which is really interesting. Uh is there uh, is there a particular uh, first question I have for you really is, is there a particular hyperscale that you feel provided you with all of the tools for their platform? And and as you learned about them and w- went from that zero to hero aspect, uh, you know, why don't you give me a little bit of context around each of them and kind of your thought and thoughts and opinions around them?
1: Sure, let's start since my whole journey starts from AWS. So let me start with AWS. So yes, AWS does provide very good tools and platforms and also many free resources to help you to be successful. Think about this, all cloud providers or hyperscaler, they want you to be successful in that domain. So you will provide more solutions. So it's big win. The second part, I will also say forget about which cloud provider. They all going to help you to help the customer to solve very similar problem, but just using their services. So back to AWS. AWS, when I started, uh, they have what they call uh, AWS uh, training and certification. Now they actually change it called uh, a skill builder, which is much better platform than it used to be. Well organized, had tracks and many tracks are free or you can pay for the pay subscription, which is uh, going to have more lapse time for you to do hands on, which is, Excellent choice, and not on this, and AWS also have other uh, uh, community-based like AWS Community Builder that Dwayne and I all belong to that and they also have all kinds of other platforms. So that's on AWS. But if you go to other provider like Microsoft, Microsoft Learn is a very good platform which provides free services for many training. And on Google, they do have a Coursera, which is their official training partner. You can sign up for many classes uh, or training courses for like three for seven days. Uh, so cancel it day one, then you spend seven days to do that. So I'm not going to deep dive too much. Uh, at the end, I'm probably going to have all the resources we can link. But the basic answer is that I pick a platform, use what's available before you jump into the third party uh, add on or free tools. And that will make sure you from zero to hero. That's Very
0: good. Now. um, Now, you know, obviously, you you take you know, me and you both have taken a lot of certification exams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and you know, the the thing that I always tell everybody is, you know, I mean, you know, you're you're not going to pass every exam, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a failure. I always think of it as an opportunity. Um, you know, you've well documented on your social media the number of certifications that you had, you know, your 50 by 50 and all of those things that you that you had, you know, from a standpoint of of. Success uh, in uh, in gaining those certifications and and passing those exams versus versus the opportunities created from not performing the way that you needed to to pass the exams. What, what uh, you know? What are some of the things that you can kind of give uh, as as kind of you know some th- lessons learned that you have uh, you know from taking you know taking those exams? And sometimes, you know, having to go back and retake them because you weren't successful.
1: Thank you. Yes, that's one thing I find many times. Maybe I have to go back a little bit before that. How I get into IT and why I have a certification. I get into IT by mistake. I actually want to do be a computer, enge- not computer, uh, electrical engineer, because my parent, my father is a, a lecturer on that field. So I have access to a guru. Why not? But because of uh, various reasons, when I came to the United States, I had to pick computer science in order to graduate faster. So then after I graduate, I stopped studying because I don't believe in reading textbook. I don't believe in getting certification because that's no value to me. Keyword, no value to me because I don't know how to get the value. So now go to what you just asked. Passing an exam or failing the exam is not the value. The value is, have you learned anything from that training? And the second value, why you fail the exam or any test? Have you learned from it? That learning is the value that value the most. Because when you work on the real job, they don't care whether you can answer the question correctly or not. It's can you solve that business problem being value to the customer or the mm-hmm. uh, uh, business? That is the value. So when you take the exam or any training, focus on what I learned, what value can I do? When I applied, it, not just answer A, B, C, D, E. Those are you, those are useful, but not that useful. The most useful part is once you do that. That is why I like to share sometimes my failure because the failure itself is, means you have gaps. When you have gaps, you learn from it, you gain the value. So next time you do it, you won't fail that same exam, exam on the same area. Means you fill the gap. Guess what? Logically, you will clear it next time. And that is the, the step we do in the IT career is like you need to make sure you know in your career, you will face some setback, but that is not a failure if you learn from it and move on. So, so for everyone else, uh, do not be afraid not hitting the mark. Be afraid you don't even try. So that's what I, I always tell no. people. Try that. Yes.
0: That's an, that's an amazing point uh, to take uh, from that because that's the way that, uh, you know, a lot of times if I'm, if I'm taking an an exam, um, I will figure out immediately where I am not (laughs) prepared. And, Mm -hmm. and, and like you said, it is, it is all how you're, how you're bringing value and that, that opportunity to, to extend that value. The next time you take the exam, and like you said, it is a journey to solving problems and solving business problems. It's not just, and I think a lot of people, this is where I, you know, I really get into kind of opinionated discussions around when somebody's like, "Where do I get a good assessment questions for this exam?" Well, you're not if you're just learning how to answer questions for an exam, you're not really getting any value out of it. And, and that's what, what I love about what you what you pointed out around the skill builders uh, with AWS and, and some of the hands-on stuff that Coursera has with Google. Uh, Microsoft has their cloud sandbox and Microsoft Learn, and they're doing those applied skills uh, credentials that kind of enhance just the certificate training uh, that really are starting that build more business value than just being able to know whether ABC or D is the correct Mm -hmm. answer. Right. And that, and that's really what really what it comes down to. You're not, you know, getting a certification is great. Uh, but if you aren't getting any value out of it, if you aren't putting it in practice afterwards, uh, it, you know, that, you know, that's what we're here for as trainers and, uh, and as, you know, consultants is, to help people get to that point where they're providing value to a business, and th- and that's really, I think, uh, a really good point that you made. You made there, and uh, and I'm assuming you probably have your your own stories about that and how it helped you gain, you know, get uh, get positions in companies from how ha- you know from what you have learned from certifications. Am, am I correct in that assumption? Yes,
1: yes, that's true. So maybe I go back a little bit because I always wanted to tell a story from the beginning. Beginning, I sure. just want to get a cert. Once I get a certification, I fulfill a business requirement. It's not the cert. It's a business requirement. I need to get an AWS certification for the organization. This is also telling other people, you may be the Superstar, Rockstar, Ninja programmer. But if your organization need you to be certified, you don't certify, you are not bring business value. Remember that? So do not just think about that. this certification don't bring value to me. Think about the receiving end, your employer, your client. So to that, uh, when I started, uh, I find out that I don't know a lot. So I got the excitement. When you get the excitement, you learn. But at the same time, you will hit roadblock. You will have gaps you don't know. And typically we avoid things we don't know. But certification, you cannot avoid things you don't know. You have to learn. When you learn that, many times you maybe get a concept wrong. So then you try to figure it out. Guess what? If you get it right, you know why the wrong answer is wrong. So that's why when I say when you have assessment, not pick the right answer. I will always ask my candidate during interview. Oh, I know you get the right answer. Why the wrong answer is wrong. Can you tell me why? Because if you cannot tell me why they are wrong answer, you may just memorize the correct answer not everything in the real world is about you just pick the correct answer you also have to justify why the wrong answer is wrong if you are uh, being a solution architect or security engineer uh, uh, architect like doing you don't know say you just do this way you have to tell why the other way is wrong why it's wrong in your business why you should not make this decision then they will not only know that you know, they also know you more than why the wrong one is wrong. So that's why um, most of the time when you are unable to get certified on many areas, it's not because you don't know. It's, it is because you haven't find out what you don't know. And, and the second part is like, uh, during the training, you can assess your gap very quickly. Things I know, I watch it two times, three times, and four times speed. I have no problem understanding it because I understand it. Things I don't get it, even one time speed, I'm like, what are you talking about? I go back because that training helps you to find the gap. At the end of the day, business needs engineer professional to solve their business gaps. And if you're able to, either you know the solution or you can filter out the wrong direction, that itself brings value. So think, what do you think?
0: No, that's, that, that's a very key point. And that's always something that I tell people, people when I, you know, when I'm teaching and when I'm going through, you know, like a knowledge check after a domain or something like that, I explain why those answers are wrong as part of, as part of the training, you know, yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you know, we do a Slido and, uh, and, you know, Eight out of 10 people in the class answer it correct. Well, why is that correct? And why are the, uh, here is why the other ones are wrong. Here's what they, here's the, the word or the point that they're putting in there that is not accurate to the, to the overall, uh, the stem that they're, uh, of the question that they're asking. So yeah, definitely, definitely. That is a very key point.
1: For that add one more thing and because sometimes we need to uh, appreciate going to invite to create exam question or assessment question so when you get the right answer you can change a few keywords another thing is when you take an exam that's another skill it's not just your technical skill how to answer the question to figure out the keywords and to solve the business problem the main problem because there's many things you can solve so for example the performance is poor and then cost is a concern and they want to be at the most cost-efficient solution, then you remember that cost-efficient is more important than performance, then you pick the answer. But when you change the answer, when you read the question and assessment, you change the answer, put your own answer, which will change the answer for, which will solve the performance problem. Guess one One assessment question solve your critical thinking, how to solve similar problem, different focus, and when you have that kind of mindset in it, not only taking exam in the real world, because customer can ask about 10,000 problems followed by, can you solve me this? They say, you tell me 10,000 things, only one thing is important, <laughs> cost, performance or security. And if they wait, I want to say three problems, just tell them narrow to the most high priority one because solving one problem is easy. Solving three problems all at the same time is way too complex. So that's that's why I say is I not just look at the answer, why it's wrong, why it's right but also if you are being a mentor challenge yourself and challenge your audience say what can you change to change this question so you will solve a performance issue now suddenly they start thinking oh i know how to save money performance a bigger instant correct except you hit the limit scale out so now they can become more hands-on even though uh, it's not hands-on keyboard but hands-on critical thinking how to solve business problem differently
0: no, that, that's, that's an excellent, uh, excellent point. And, uh, and yeah, and, and something, something that I, yeah, I, I haven't done myself when, when teaching classes, but I'm definitely going to apply that, uh, apply that thinking because yeah, it does get, it, it switches gears on the, on, you know, the class and the people and the way that you're learning, because yeah, you're looking at it in different lenses. And, and generally when you're, you know, because, you know, those of us that teach the classes aren't generally also the ones that are writing the exam questions, Mm -hmm. but we're looking at it in those various perspectives. Anyway, you know, somebody might have a different perspective of how they're asking that particular skill versus how you might ask that particular skill. So try and put yourself in, in other, in in other scenarios, like you said, and try and solve those problems because and that, and that level of critical thinking uh, when you get in front of a hiring manager looking for a job is going to be very important because that's what they're looking, what, what generally when we're dealing with cloud and we're dealing with security and, and protecting data and all of those things, it all has a lot to do with critical thinking and mm-hmm. the ability to analyze a situation and find those, those key priorities that, uh, that an organization may have and uh, and respond accordingly. So so yeah. those are really 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 good points.
1: I, I also want to add. Uh, this is when I was uh, being a uh, AAI which is authorized uh, AWS authorized instructor. And similarly for MCT, when I was teaching, it's like if you just tell them like how to do solve a business problem. They, uh, the audience, the students have limited retention for the information. So when I was teaching, I always try to see for that subject, do I have a previous use case, either real use case I have, or what the use case I read about it on the article. Then, you people hear a story. Most of us can remember the story better than reading the text. So mm-hmm. like, like sometimes they say that this is a poor way to auto scale things. And I instead of saying this is a poor way, I tell a, a true ex- example of that I have, and then I'm going to not mention the customer name. And then this is how it doesn't work. And I change the screen from black, basically say the use case, I change the background to white, how to solve that problem. So now this basically I keep three birds and one stone. I teach the material. I tell them a story. The why is wrong, and I tell them the story was right. And that also made me become a better presenter because this one I can not mm-hmm. catch the audience. Uh, this is not just talk about taking an exam or, or like uh, presenting to customer. When you are uh, uh, your mind is bored, thinking is linear, you will fall asleep. When you fall asleep, when I was learning uh, AWS. Oh, no. thing I'm using a cloud guru is a platform. Keep me engaged because the way I present the class is interesting, short, interesting, short. So I, I keep engaging. If not, I may listen to the audio like podcast, whatever, two hours. After 10 minutes, the rest like hour and 15 minutes is basically noise. I don't hear it. People probably don't know. And that is one thing I also think is for, for, uh, for people prepared for certification. If you think this is something boring or more boring or something you dislike, most likely your journey will be painful. But if you think about this is that entertainment, find a way to make content kind of, entertain, to solve a real problem and that which have value at the end. Maybe you have bonus or customer like you. That excites you and that excitement keeps you pumping. Uh, I don't know about doing what
0: what's the longest exam you have when you're taking a, a certification oh um the long longest exam was probably the cisSP exam <laughs> when I took that one mm-hmm. uh, that was I think uh, I think it was like I think we had like five or six hours when I took it because I because it was I took it in 2009. And it was paper and pencil, so <laughs> oh. it was like Scantron in a university classroom. So okay, it was okay. a very long. It was like sitting there for like the you know, like the SATs. Uh, but yeah, that that one that one was was a long one. Uh, yeah, I, the uh, you know the AWS ones to me are uh, extremely. Um, uh, Mind-numbing, I guess, mm-hmm. from a standpoint of how, you, how, like how yeah, intense. How exhausted you feel when you're finished with them, you know. Yeah. They, you know, they are uh, are much are, are much more intense than Microsoft to me, um, definitely. Uh, you know, just just because you know, Microsoft, will, Microsoft will take a scenario, uh, a scenario-based um, situation, or you know, a case study, mm-hmm. and they'll do one case study and they'll break it out into multiple questions. With the one case study, so you only have to only have to read the one customer scenario once. But at AWS, it's like every question is a is a case study. So it's your, you got, it's, it's just so much reading that it uh, that it that it makes it very exhausting yeah. from
1: that standpoint. I. I, I- <laughs> I, the reason why I'm asked is like, I, the longest AWS exam is a beta exam. If it's a professional beta, it mm-hmm. means it's four plus hours. And because I take it online, you have to look in front of the screen. You cannot take bathroom, you cannot do anything. Right. I'm sorry. So which means for me is like, I try to doing it like I have run a marathon. You have to pace yourself. You have to do the water break. You have to probably close your eyes for like five, ten seconds. No, no, that five, ten seconds for those long exams is needed. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you would just burn out entire. But more important, I always say that why we talk about from cloud zero, we don't say cloud certification zero. Is when you engage with the customer, some of them will ask you a business scenario like what doing say after five minutes you're still talking. So what's your key point? You have to summarize it quickly. Ask, is that what you asked? And yeah. then if you lost interest, then then, then it's not good. But that is another practice. I think one of the reasons AWS do it that way is because they want you to be quickly skim the whole thing, find the keyword, understand the business scenario. So when you do your yeah. real job, you can sound very intelligent and pick the right answer. The Azure one, which uh, are for people hasn't taken Azure or even uh, Google, they used to have a like, case study. I don't know where they still do it. It's a long mm-hmm. paragraph, long story. But the problem is, like if you're already prepped, you know what other the keywords you're supposed to look in the whole paragraph. And Dwayne probably have read some kind of business contract. You look at that 20 pages. You need to give a summary within a minute. But when you get enough practice, these kind of fast reading will help you. And that is not about certification. That is about you become a cloud professional, be it in security, which... I present doing the 10,000 security requirement. Oh, I know the next. The next DCD is only section 5.1.2 is most people care the most. You don't do enough reading, You don't even know that section exists. But once you know that, you can go back to that section. So that is why I say certification is almost like a training run. You before you Mm -hmm. run the marathon, you have to do some running. When you finish clear, that doesn't mean you will be successful in the real world running the true marathon in your cloud career. But if you can't even finish the lap in a 400 meter track, do not even try to run the ha- uh, full half marathon. I say you, you, you're you just going to suffer. That is why I think uh, certification has this value. That's what I miss. Remember, I say after college, I stop because I do not see the value because I fail to find the value. The value is that practice to make you better, to help you to find your gap faster. So that's why you see right now, I probably have uh, over 100 certification or badges it, it, in a way it's meaningless because once I finish first certification, I know how I'm supposed to continue to train your body and mind. And that's why I ask people is like you haven't started your, you are still cloud zero, pick your first uh, fundamental search uh, mm-hmm. certification and then build up from there. There are shortcuts, but build solid foundation, just kind of doing uh, how you build your foundation. How, how do you think, yeah, we should probably talk about the foundation building to be a cert guru in one day.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, uh, you know, like you said, the, the fundamental certs, those skill builders, like the, look for the free, you know, the free cloud sandboxes and things that AWS and Microsoft, and you know, that you can get out there. Um, is just anything like you said to build that skill and to build that value and to you know take those those starting steps you know there's a whole bunch of different fundamentals certs out there for you know there's aws cloud practitioner there's azure fundamentals there's the what the google digital Mm -hmm. digital uh, whatever digital, digital leader, yeah, digital yeah. leader, leader, and it was, you know, the, the, you know, and and then and there's a whole lot of security ones there, you know, for, yeah. uh, you know, ISC2 uh, has the certified in cybersecurity that is, that that you can do free on demand, and they give you a voucher for it if you're not a credential holder with ISC2. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's all sorts of these starting paths that can start your. You know, start your certification path, start your learning path, start that value, building that value, and finding that passion. You know, and I've talked about this on some with some of the other guests on other episodes of the podcast. Uh, while while I've been recording this, if you mm-hmm. find you, something you're passionate about. And, you know, and and I know you're very passionate about, you know, certifications. You're very passionate about, about running, you know, you've used Mm -hmm. the marathon, the marathon half marathon. I know you Mm -hmm. use, you use what you do in terms of running and certifications as, as parallels uh, to, you know, to life lessons, which is great. Um, Mm -hmm. Those all go into, um, go into the value that you're going to bring to yourself professionally Mm -hmm. uh, and personally, as well as to. Uh, to a potential employer. If you have a passion for it, it's going to come through and and you're willingness willingness to learn is going to come through in an interview and help you land those jobs
1: yeah and another thing people forget uh, because why you get certification one of the reason is your employer co- your clients looking for it but they don't really care about your cert they care about whether you know the knowledge number one whether you can bring this value number three you mentioned a little bit about the passion about that technology so when when people ask how can i get so many certification the question is You don't care about me, you, you, audience, all of you. Why you want to get a certification? If you want to know the value you like, find the thing, for example, finding the gap in the knowledge I don't know is one passion I have. So for AWS, for example, for people say, I want to get into AWS, I already grew. Okay, go to foundational. Uh, The cloud practitioner, you should be able to study for less than 30 minutes or don't even study. Just take the exam. If you cannot clear that, don't tell me you know that. Similar for Azure. If you say you are Azure Guru, you don't need to take the uh, uh, AC900. I say you do say sometimes those are foundational ones are free. Actually, many providers provide for free. If you cannot clear that, stop telling us. Us means I'm the client. Don't tell me that you are a guru. You can't even clear the foundational one. so just using AWS, get a foundation, uh, which is a cloud practitioner, then go to the associate, which is going to be a solution architect, uh, developer, and CISAR. That build your foundation. Don't think you once you understand associate, you're going to build a, a Netflix on AWS. No, it won't happen. But then you slowly go to the professional, and for that one, find the one you like. You may be all interested in security. Start with security. Once you know the security, apply it to data. Data security always together, then go into machine learning. Similarly on Azure, you get the AC900, which is a foundational on Azure platform. Go to the administrator, not say you be an administrator, but you know how to admit that platform. That's a more like associate level. Then jump to uh, the Azure uh, expert. Same thing with Google, digital leader, and then go to ACE, associate, and then go to uh, more like advanced professional. Each provider is different. My take is pick the provider, in my case, AWS, the best value for you, try to finish as much of that platform. Then when you have that business knowledge, how to solve the business problem, and then you learn from another platform, just change swapping the services and understand the differences. So now you're not only be a uh, uh, cloud hero of one cloud, you become a cloud multi-cloud hero. And that will definitely help your security uh, because uh, uh, Dwayne is a security expert. In security, you don't say, I only know how to solve Azure platform. We are multi-cloud, you are useless. <laughs> but you say I can solve Azure, every single defender product. I know how to set up that. I know how to use it or the lock inside. But I also know other cloud platform. You want me to be on your team to make your system more secure? Guess what? You just get a hiring manager or you just get a customer want to sign a contract with you.
0: Yeah. Oh no, those are great points. Uh yeah, I appreciate uh appreciate everything that you uh that you provided. Um What we what we can do uh, in the description to the uh, to the podcast is uh, is Sammy, if you can share any links to any resources that you find useful and I'll provide some as as well to to our listeners that you can go to the podcast description and find those links uh, that seems to be very helpful in a lot of our uh, in a lot of these uh, episodes is to uh give some give some information to everybody to uh to take away and to uh take you on your path uh but definitely like Microsoft learn you know uh, AWS skill builders uh you know the Google Coursera uh if you go go out and just uh, Use your search engine and and find you can find those very easily and find lots of free training and free capabilities to get you started in there. So, um, so I wanted you know we're getting towards uh towards thirty minutes mm-hmm. which we try and keep these under. So I'm gonna bring the bring an end to this episode today but uh but sammy probably uh you know have you back again in the future you know like you said like we were talking before we went live uh that uh we could probably talk for hours and hours on certifications and Mm -hmm. going down different paths you know one of the things that we're going to that that my plan is for this podcast is to is to go down different paths and talk about different specific certifications as we go through Mm so i'll probably tag you for uh for some of those conversations uh, uh with uh with your experience with, uh, in different, uh, different hyperscalers in different areas. So I want to thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. everybody, thank you for listening to today's e- episode, please subscribe to stay up to date for all upcoming episodes. And until next time, uh, always be learning and skilling up like a superhero. So thanks a lot, Sammy. Thank you. Bye guys.